The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 257. I hope that you're doing very well today. If you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. There you can use my Calendly and uh, you can book that free session directly. Or if you prefer, you can send me a message and uh, let me know about what you're struggling with. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about uh, something that I've struggled with um, over the years, and that is, you know, socialising when you when you have OCD. Um, you know, and and if you uh, do experience kind of social anxiety alongside OCD, then actually this can be a particularly uh, toxic cocktail um, and very hard to to manage sometimes. And um, you know, so I wanted to kind of talk about this. Um, um, to to express uh, my own kind of uh, difficulties with it, um, and hopefully to to give you some suggestions on how you might be able to to manage this better. Um, Socialising is actually a very important thing, and so often when we're feeling uh, anxious, we don't want to do it. Um, and actually, it's it's one of those things that can really help to make us feel better. So it's something that we don't really want to to avoid. Anyway, I'll be exploring that in in detail today. Uh, if you find the podcast helpful, as always, it would be great if you could head over to uh, Instagram and follow and like there. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that would be amazing. So many thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoy. I recently came across this quote online and immediately resonated with it. And it's uh, this, what other people think of me is none of my business. And, you know, I, I think this is a really apt and and, uh, and actually very helpful uh, quote because so often, you know, we're massively overthinking and projecting about what we believe other people must be thinking about us. And it's exhausting when we do it, um, when we do this. One of the uh, many challenges of living with OCD is is socialising. It can be both a blessing and a curse. At times, uh, spending time with other people is actually just what you need in order to let go of your obsessions. Um, Often socialising is one of the joys of life. Uh, Kicking back with like-minded people, having a bit of a laugh and being in the present. Who doesn't want more of that? However, um, if you struggle with social anxiety, uh, OCD, or indeed uh, a mixture of the two, socializing can at times be an agonizing experience. Perhaps you got somewhere with the uh, sincerest intentions of enjoying good times with other people, but on the way, you find yourself caught up in an obsession and your mood quickly begins to change. Upon arriving, your anxiety is now so high 
that you're finding it hard to pay attention and drift in and out of conversations. You find yourself almost having to put an act on, uh, you know, trying to look content and, and present, whereas on the inside, you're actually feeling like you want the ground to swallow you up. Um, if this sounds familiar, then you are not alone. According to Mental Health America, 15 million people or 7% of American adults have social anxiety. This is obviously an enormous number of people. Um, so what is going on? Why are so many people struggling with this? And is it even worse if you, if you have OCD? It's thought that young people are actually becoming increasingly anxious. The reasons behind this are most probably multifaceted. Uh, some believe that social isolation is the problem with the pandemic and ensuing lockdowns leading to many young people not being able to connect in person uh, with their peers. Others look to social media use, uh, lower levels of exercise, poor diet, social pressures, and the list could go on and on. A recent research paper by Philip Jeffries and Michael Ungar uh, entitled Social Anxiety in Young People, a prevalent study in seven countries, found that levels of social anxiety may be rising among, uh, among young people and that those aged 18 to 24 may be most at risk. Public health initiatives are needed to raise awareness of social anxiety, the, challenge, the challenges associated with it and the means to combat it. So if social anxiety is becoming more prevalent, um, as it indeed seems that it, that it is, um, then what is, what is happening with, with it in regards to people with OCD? Um, Very Well Mind claims that people with OCD are actually at an increased risk of developing depression and other anxiety disorders. Comorbidity rates of social anxiety disorder and OCD have been variably reported but are quite common. Certainly, in my experience, I can attest to struggling with both. Not so long ago, when I did my Wim Hof instructor's training in Poland, I had to struggle my way through social anxiety. Despite all the work that I've done over the years, social settings are still naturally uh, a challenge for me. The trick is, though, that I do my best to not avoid them, to try and meet them head on, despite the fact that I find them really quite difficult. Sometimes you might hear people talking about uh, highly sensitive people. Um, highly sensitive people are thought to be generally more sensitive, uh, as the name would suggest, to uh, stimuli than the average person. Now, in my opinion, there could be some truth to this, as I do often find myself uh, overstimulated in intense and busy social settings. At the same time, though, there is something that kind of annoys me a little bit about this name. I mean, are people just more sensitive for no reason? Is it because of their family life when they were a child? Is it because of their biology? Or is it because, um, you know, they, they had a difficult time when they were younger and perhaps struggled with, with trauma? It's hard to say uh, exactly. But what I, what I do think is that the label highly sensitive um, can actually be a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, much like the label OCD can sometimes be a bit self-defeating. So whether you see yourself as highly sensitive or not, see if you can actually hold on to uh, any labels that you might use in a gentle way. Remember that you can change, even if it feels at times that progress is painfully slow. And so often what it, what it, what it actually involves is doing things that we've actually been avoiding. 
Now, I can't promise that all of the fear will just disappear when you do this, but I do believe that you slowly become more accepting over time. So now back to this uh, Wim Hof extravaganza that I was uh, talking about earlier. During this training, which included incredibly long days, uh, jumping in and out of ice baths, doing lots of breath work, um, whilst hanging out with many extroverted and confident potential Wim Hof instructors, um, I, rem- I actually remember getting absolutely exhausted. Um, Not only was I learning a lot of new things and meeting new people, but I was having to manage my emotions and and, and really try to not get too caught up in my own negative narrative of how I was performing or how other people uh, were viewing me. Um, Left to its own devices, my, my mind is naturally drawn to these things, like some kind of ice fireman. I actually had to to kind of keep on, you know, putting out these these fires, um, you know, which were just my pure imagination. Because so often when we think about what other people are thinking of us, we are literally projecting. We do not honestly know. And, and until you actually go and speak to somebody and really find out the truth from from them directly, it's really a waste of time to to spend all that energy uh, thinking about it. Um, so, you know, when I was there, there was actually a part of me that was really angry with myself. Why couldn't I do better? Uh, whereas in actual fact, what I came to realize is that given my starting position as someone who has always struggled with social anxiety and someone who then later developed OCD, I actually did pretty well in this situation. And actually, you know, I should ease up on myself a little bit. Um, self-compassion is something that you know we all have to work on it doesn't matter how much work you might have already done it's something you know which is an ongoing thing another part of the uh, training involved presenting a story to the rest of the group um, about our life and our experiences with the Wim Hof method again in the past this is something that would have been overwhelming for me Public speaking used to give me the worst anxiety, sweaty hands, heart palpitations, and even blurred vision. I've always been, you know, really uh, terrified that I would just stand there, forget everything, and simply be humiliated by the uncomfortable watching crowd as they see me squirm there on the stage. Now, of course, that never actually happens, and in the end, it normally goes more or less okay. And I would spend, you know, weeks beforehand ruminating on the outcome and, you know, it would actually all be for for nothing. Having learned a lot over the years about this tendency, which I think is very much related to social anxiety, I've realized to let go of demanding perfectionism um, in, in these difficult situations. Now, I know that it might be a challenge that Uh, I often find it hard to catch my breath, especially for the first 20 seconds or so when I'm doing public speaking. But I also know that that moment passes and that once I get into the actual speaking, it becomes a lot easier. Now, I've worked and I continue to work on not caring so much about what other people think of me. And, And through a lot of practice, I can say that I'm so much better at this these days uh, than I was in the past. But as I was just saying, there's always more to do. Now, if you struggle with both OCD and social anxiety, then try to bear in mind that you are not alone. As I pointed out earlier, it's actually quite a common thing. 
In my experience, and it may seem obvious to say, but perhaps the most important thing is to not avoid social events. It's easy to get into the habit of avoiding things, just as it is with OCD, but when we do this, effectively, we're just making the problem worse. You don't need to throw yourself into the deep end, however, but see if you can keep, uh, keep up with some, some kind of social life. If you are really struggling, then try to set yourself some, some achievable goals or challenges and ideally work with somebody uh, to help you to, to achieve those. Um, as it is in most things to do with mental health, self-compassion is incredibly important and so it is here. Try to reflect and journal, if you can, on the negative beliefs that you might be holding that underpin the negative self-talk uh, that you are most likely engaging in when you're struggling with social anxiety. Try to uncover this narrative and bring light to it. Remember that the stories we tell ourselves about who we are and what we can do um, and, and, and can't do are just that, stories that are not objective facts. So if you can actually you know, write yourself a new story, one in which you do cope with these pressures and anxieties, um, you know, why not just get a journal out and imagine yourself in, in six months' time? Where would you like to see yourself? How would you like to be behaving in social situations? Now, when you visualize or write about this future state, um, you don't have to be absolutely perfect. Again, it's, not, it's never about that. Of course, you know, in social situations, if you've always found it difficult, you are going to have some anxiety in those situations, and that's okay. Um, what we don't want to do, though, is when the anxiety comes up is to fight against that. We want to be aware of it, acknowledge it, allow it to be there and remain present and, and engage with the people around us despite that anxiety. So see if you can visualize yourself doing that because um, in, in my book and in my experience, that is uh, the best way to, to kind of deal with these things. Um, finally, remember that no matter where you go, you have your breath. If you find yourself alone and confused in social settings, see if you can check in with the breath for a moment or two. Take a few slightly longer and deeper breaths and you know, try staying with the uncomfortable feeling for a few moments. Checking in with yourself like this and then refocusing on the present is a great way to practice acceptance and coming back into the present moment. So there we go, guys. Um, I think this is uh, an incredibly important area. There's lots, uh, lots more things that I could say about it, um, but I think that's enough for today. So I really hope that you uh, found it helpful. Uh, as always, if you have any questions about anything I've said today, please uh, do feel free to get in touch. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.